0: THK
1: News. It's one o'clock, I'm Richard Pine. The headlines. The government says a British barrister who came under fire for agreeing to prosecute prominent pro-democracy activists has pulled out of the case. A medical expert cautions against being overly optimistic about the impact of coronavirus vaccines, saying the government needs to do more to reassure people about their efficacy. And in the United States, Donald Trump bids a brief farewell as his presidency draws to a close. The government has announced that a British barrister had instructed to try several pro-democracy figures over anti-government protests in 2019 has dropped out of the case. The Department of Justice says Queen's counsel David Perry cited his concerns about pressure from the UK and quarantine arrangements and indicated the trial should go ahead without him. Candice Wong has details.
2: The Department of Justice says Mr Perry has been facing growing pressure and criticism from the UK community for his involvement in the case, adding that some of what it called the ill-informed criticism conflated the matter with the national security law. Among his critics was the British Foreign Minister Dominic Raab, who told media in the UK that he couldn't understand how anyone of good conscience would take up such a case. Mr Raab said the Queen's Council was acting in a pretty mercenary way and providing Beijing with a PR coup. Those comments came after the High Court gave its approval for Mr. Perry to lead the prosecution of prominent pro-democracy figures such as Martin Lee, Margaret Ng and Jimmy Lai for their alleged roles in a protest in 2019. The Department of Justice says Mr. Perry has expressed concern about the pressure from the UK as well as exemption of quarantine and indicated the trial should proceed without him. It said that in light of the public interest involved and the imminent trial date, it had instructed another counsel to prosecute the trial instead.
1: The DOJ says it would be inappropriate for anyone to comment on a case where legal proceedings are still ongoing. It says no one should embark upon baseless speculation. It says any attempt to undermine or discredit the SAR's independent criminal justice system would be vehemently refuted. The president of the Medical Association has cautioned against being overly optimistic about the impact of the coronavirus vaccines. Dr. Choi Kin estimates only about 20% of Hong Kong's population will get inoculated unless the government reassures people of the efficacy of the vaccines.
3: The reason concerns about the efficacy of the vaccine and the side effect of the vaccine and the Purchase of the China vaccine, which did not release good evidence and good data, is going to hamper the wish of the citizens to get vaccinated. So I think the vaccination is going to be only given to about 20% of the population,
1: and a lot of citizens will opt to wait and see. Dr. Choi also said the current outbreak was persisting because authorities didn't have the manpower to contact trace and test suspected cases. He said anti-epidemic rules should remain over the Lunar New Year holiday and allowing the annual flower fairs to go ahead with social distancing in place was not a good compromise. In response to its U-turn on allowing the Lunar New Year flower markets, the Director of Food and Environmental Hygiene, Vivian Lau, said the risk of transmission should be controllable with anti-pandemic measures in place. She said vendors would be given a free test two days ahead of opening and if the city's outbreak worsens, authorities will limit entry to the fairs. A district councillor has urged the government to explain how and why it designated an area in Shamshui Po, alongside Jordan and Yao Ma for ramped-up COVID-19 testing. Calvin Ho says the measure has caused residents in the area to worry, even though there are not too many confirmed infections there. Residents in the area, bordered by Yen Chao Street, Taipo Road, Maple Street and Lychee Cock Road, will be ordered to get tested when a single coronavirus infection is detected in their building. Calvin Ho questioned the rationale of the move.
0: At this moment, more than 100 confirmed cases were found in Jordan and Yamate. But in Samshanko, less than 20. So the people are confused why the government chose O as the area to join the mandatory testing. So is there any criteria or standards for them to choose the area?
1: The Institute of Certified Public Accountants is predicting an unprecedented fiscal deficit of $348 billion and says the government needs to adopt a targeted approach to revive the economy. The body is proposing giving people consumption vouchers in the upcoming budget to support businesses. Its president, Raymond Cheng, says the government should also start looking into broadening the tax base but stressed that they aren't suggesting introducing new taxes or tax rates hikes now. Uh, we are facing a unprecedented situation here, the pandemic. I think with this, uh, with the problem that we're facing, it is a very good time for the government to consider doing that research and study. Not that we are suggesting that the government should introduce new taxes or raise tax rates at this stage because the economy is
2: not good, but the study should start now.
1: The police say they've cracked a $6.3 billion money laundering case and arrested seven people. It says the seven are current and former customer service officers at various local banks and $7.8 million in cash was seized from one of these suspects' flats. Superintendent Yip Wing Lam is from the force's Commercial Crime Bureau. It's also our first time to arrest the local bankers participating in this money laundering syndicate. The other highlight of this case is we seized 7.8 million Hong Kong dollars in one of the arrested person residents who lives in a public housing estate. Donald Trump has called on Americans to pray for the incoming administration, but in his farewell message, the president didn't mention his successor by name. Mr. Trump said he was proud of what he'd achieved over the past four years.
0: We did what we came here to do and so much more. This week we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes, and we also want them to have luck, a very important word.
1: On the eve of his inauguration, Joe Biden has led a ceremony to remember America's 400,000 coronavirus victims. Standing alongside the vice president-elect, Kamala Harris, and their spouses, Mr. Biden said it was important not to forget those who've died.
3: To heal, we must remember it's hard sometimes to remember. But that's how we heal. It's important to do that as a nation. That's why we're here today. Between sundown and dusk, let us shine the lights in the darkness along the sacred pool of reflection. Remember all whom we lost.
1: Several of Mr. Biden's cabinet nominees have appeared at confirmation hearings in the Senate, including his pick for the Treasury, Janet Yellen, and the State Department, Anthony Blinken. Mr. Blinken endorsed the outgoing Secretary of State's assessment that China was committing genocide against the Uyghurs and other minorities in its far western region of Xinjiang. Mr. Blinken said he would concentrate on rebuilding a united front to confront China, Russia, and Iran, and stress the importance of global U.S. influence.
2: American leadership still matters. The reality is the world simply does not organize itself. When we're not engaged, when we're not leading, then one of two things is likely to happen. Either some other country tries to take our place, but not in a way that's, that's to advance our interests and values, or maybe just as bad, no one does. And then you have chaos. Either way, that does not serve the American people.
1: A dozen members of the U.S. National Guard have been removed from helping to protect the inauguration following a vetting process. The Pentagon said at least two of them were suspected of possible sympathy and with anti-government groups. About 25,000 guardsmen are expected to be on duty. Here's the BBC's Larry Madowu.
3: I've walked around this city today, and the perimeter has gotten wider around the Capitol, all the places that you can't access unless you've got some kind of security clearance. And all the cars driving in here is somebody in uniform, somebody who is in some form of law enforcement, Secret Service, the National Guard, the Metropolitan Police, the Capitol Police. That is what Washington feels like on the last full day of President Trump's presidency.
1: The director of the regional office of the World Health Organization in the Americas says she's concerned about a sustained increase in COVID cases in the area. Carissa Etienne said the rise in cases in Brazil, Peru, Ecuador, and the United States was a worrying sign the region was failing to control the pandemic.
3: Throughout our region, especially in North, North and South America, many hospitals are operating at or very close to capacity.
0: The reports from Manaus in Brazil illustrate what happens
1: when a health system lacks enough capacity to cope with the speed of new infections. Germany is to extend its coronavirus restrictions until the middle of February. The news was announced by Chancellor Angela Merkel after hours of talks with regional leaders. Here's the BBC's Jenny Hill.
3: There were, Angela Merkel said, encouraging signs that Germany's current restrictions were working. Nevertheless, after nearly eight hours of talks with regional leaders, she announced that those measures would remain in place. That means most schools and nurseries will remain closed, as will shops, restaurants, bars, fitness and leisure facilities until the middle of February. There are some added restrictions too. Medical-grade masks must now be worn in shops and on public transport, and businesses must allow employees to work from home where possible. Mrs Merkel said that she wanted to avoid an explosion in case numbers caused by mutations like those seen recently in Britain and South Africa.
1: A new study has helped explain how butterflies fly. Scientists have long considered their large wings to be aerodynamically inefficient, but they've now found that butterflies cup their wings when taking off. This forms an air pocket that pushes the insect forward at speed, helping it avoid predators and thrive. Here's Dr. Per Henningsen of Lund University.
0: If you are the butterfly that are able to take off quicker than the others, that gives you an an obvious advantage. We can imagine that it's a strong selective pressure then, because it's a matter of life and death, of course.
1: To stocks, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,690. That's 47 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $158 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 103.74 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 21 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 58 cents. Now to
3: sport, here's Adam Chung. Organizers of the Tokyo Olympics say they're not willing to see the Games take place behind closed doors, despite doubts about the Games taking place at all. IOC member Dick Pound said recently there could be no guarantee of the postponed Games going ahead as planned in July and August, but organizers say they're not only confident the Games will happen, but that they could happen without the need for athletes or spectators to be vaccinated. Spokesperson Masa Takaya said a decision on how many fans will be allowed inside venues will be taken in March. We will have to decide two things in spring in terms of spectators. One, how
1: we will be able to accommodate spectators from overseas. Two, how many and how much we will be able to spectators in venues. We are not willing to see the games. Without spectators behind the closed doors, we want to see the spectators in venues.
3: Now to football in the English Premier League, where Leicester City have gone top of the table after an impressive 2-0 win over Chelsea at King Power Stadium. James Madison, who scored Leicester's second goal, says his team deserve to be at the top.
2: Yeah, sounds nice, doesn't it, at the top of the Premier League? Um We've worked really hard and halfway through the season now and to, to be sitting tops a great achievement for us and one we can definitely build on. But we work hard every time on, on stifling the opposition and the opposition's threats and I thought we did that brilliantly today. Um, we dealt with the threat that came our way and, and, and I thoroughly deserve three points.
3: Leicester topped the table by a point over Manchester United who play their game in hand at Fulham tonight. Manchester City, three points behind Leicester with two games in hand, hosts Aston Villa. As for Chelsea, they've now lost five of their last eight games. Their boss, Frank Lampard, says the team were simply outplayed.
2: We were beaten by a better team. thought they were sharper than us, ran more than us, showed moments of quality, looked like a team in form, we looked like a team out of form. Those are moments that you've got to dig in, and the basics and the bare minimums are to run and to sprint and to cover ground, and too many of our players didn't do it.
3: West Ham United are up to seventh after a 2-1 win over West Brom at London Stadium. The Hammers boss, David Moy, says he'll take the win, even though the team could have played better.
2: I didn't think we played well tonight, but we've got to also remember, this is the resurgent West Brom who are, you know been to Anfield and get a draw, been to Wolves and, and, and won. So it says a lot about us that we're a little bit disappointed at how we played, but, but yet we took three points.
3: Southampton will face the FA Cup holders' Arsenal on Saturday after beating Shrewsbury Town 2-0 in their rearranged third-round tie. That's a rematch of the 2003 final, won 1-0 by the Gunners. And that should look at sports.
1: To end the news, the top stories once again. The government says a British barrister who came under fire for agreeing to prosecute prominent pro-democracy activists has pulled out of the case. A medical expert cautions against being overly optimistic about the impact of coronavirus vaccines, saying the government needs to do more to reassure people about their efficacy. And in the United States, Donald Trump bids a brief farewell as his presidency draws to a close. The news from RTHK.
0: Amid the epidemic, thanks to all for being self-disciplined to protect yourselves and others.
1: Thanks for keeping up personal and environmental hygiene and contributing to fighting the virus
0: we must take further steps. Keep track of your whereabouts. If you are sick, don't go to work or school. See the doctor and get tested promptly. We will prevail over the epidemic. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. Fight Fight the the virus, virus. stay Stay vigilant. vigilant.
1: In the hearts of your loved ones, you are most important. For your family's sake, take all safety precautions while at work because accidents can happen. In erecting truss-out scaffolds, use at least three anchor bolts to fix each metal bracket and attach a safety belt to an independent lifeline or other secure anchorage. The lifeline and anchor bolts can save both you and your
0: family. Think of your family. Work safely.
2: Afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mair, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 20th of January, is today's date. Big thank you to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. And since it's Wednesday, after the 2:30 news, we'll be chatting with Cruz and McCallaghan for this week's midweek audio column. And this week, Cruz will be exploring the topic of regrowth.